Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my wonderful wife, Patty. Hey. And two <laughs> special guests, Melanie Beckler. She's here from ask-angels.com. She has a blog and a YouTube channel, and she does a lot of stuff very similar to me. She, she sort of uh, puts out there... Uh, you know, messages that are designed to help those who are going through this transformation process. And she sort of does it in a very unique and different way. But you get a lot out of her. Go ahead and check her out. And she's with her awesome husband, Miles Beckler. What's up, man? MilesBeckler.com. Happy to be and, here. Yep, here we go. <laughs> and today we're going to share with you guys three things that happen when you meet your soulmate or twin flame etc when you meet that that special person you've been longing for a lot of times it's not as you would anticipate so you know assuming my perception is accurate i feel like i've met my soulmate and they seem to be very soulmate-ish as well so we're going to kind of hear from two couples who had this sort of experience okay so number one one of the things that i noticed when i met patty and i think she would agree is that I felt something I've never felt before. I felt, I was like, why do I really like feel like I love this person already that <laughs> it, it's brand new to me? There was, a, there was a connection and a depth of love that I've never felt before in my entire life. And it just made no sense that I had it in the direction of this person whom I had just met. So did you feel anything like that, love? Yeah, of course. I mean, absolutely, I did. But... Um when I first saw you, and I think I've said this before on a podcast or maybe a video or something, but when I first saw you, Victor, honey, everyone else in the room kind of like disappeared and like faded away and you were like, like highlighted in my vision kind of. Mm -hmm. So that was like an actual tangible thing that I could say like, wow, he's something special for me. Okay, you know? the clouds parted and there yeah. it was. No. <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Was there anything for you guys, like when you first met, anything kind of that, you know, stuck out with in one another? Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely relate to what Patty was saying about that, like feeling that person really highlighted. So I definitely, we met at a very 3D place, real estate school of all places, and it was like Miles just stood out to me so much. And I felt like this, this person is significant, but it was also like, I just felt like I knew him, like he was like such a good friend and I could already like sense this deep connection. Mm. Another yeah. thing I think that now that I have more awareness and in meeting soulmates who are maybe like more on the spiritual friend, spiritual family level, I think when you meet, there's this like internal spark that goes off mm. that can sometimes be in your mind's eye or your crown and this increase of frequency that I think is a great marker that that person is someone who you have experience with. You have past life connections with, you have that soul resonance. And so it lights up your energy centers when you come back into connection. Yeah, nice, real yeah. quick. That's beautiful. I'm glad yeah. you, you sort of articulated that very nicely because it can be different for everybody. Everyone kind of has their own cues. <clears throat> like for me, a lot of times when I meet, like you said, a soulmate friend or something, it, they'll have like a certain spark in their eye. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that people should look out for sparks in people's eyes, but <laughs> that's just sort of my message when I see that. Like it's almost like time freezes and their eyes like wink at me and yeah. then combined with that sort of like love and connection that's sort of like wells up within me so yeah everyone will kind of have their own way of telling themselves that this is someone who i am in fact connected with yeah, yeah and it's kind of like just as 
our, each of our psychic abilities manifest in a different way. So some people are more prone to just knowing, or you might mm -hmm. be very visual and see, or you might feel. And so whatever that main psychic sense you already have that's blossoming in you, that's how you're going to know and recognize your soulmate. And it's trusting that feeling and then recognizing that it's not like, oh, you met your soulmate. Okay. They lived happily ever after. Right. It's actually the beginning of this journey of transformation because you're coming together to grow, to help each other grow and to likely accomplish some sort of mission in the world of service together. So beautiful meeting is the beginning, not the yeah. walk into the sunset. Yeah, right, right. So going on that topic of everyone perceives reality differently, right? And we all have different psychic kind of abilities that are stronger in other situations. Um, I was coming out of a dark place, kind of the dark night of the soul personally. And I had really given up on dating, given up on relationships for about two years. And I went very introspective and I went into studying and a lot of reading. I had moved to a new state to go to college. Um, all of that kind of got me to the point where I was going to real estate school. And I had this feeling and this sense of knowing that I was going to meet the woman of my dreams at real estate school. And I knew it going into it. So it was really an interesting feeling. And it was like a six week class. And I've always said I got, I've got like a, you know, three week personality. Like sometimes my jokes don't work at first, right? It takes a, a, a few times to kind of get the, you know, my style and whatnot. Um, so I had this feeling going into real estate school first day, like I'm going to meet the woman of my dreams here. And I walk into the class and I'm looking around and I'm like, wait a minute, she's supposed to be here. Where is it? And like, the, there's one, like everybody's got like rings on their finger. Everyone's married. And then I sit down and sure enough, like four minutes late, Melanie walks into <laughs> the door in the back door. And literally I was able to see her energy. It was like larger than the room. And I was just, I was meditating a lot. I was just starting to open spiritually and just the, the sight of how bright and large her aura was. That's what I really perceived was that kind of energy body that was around her. And at that point it was like, wow, like, holy F bomb. Like this is real. <laughs> like it actually was real. Cause then, you know, you're doubting you're like, did I really think that? Like, was I really perceiving that as my intuitive ability? Like really is my gut instinct right? Or was I wrong? And then all of a sudden she walked in and it was like, Oh, goodness gracious. Wow. And then it shifted to, um, don't mess this up. You know, don't, don't shoot yourself in the foot, Miles. Like, like play it cool, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Um, so there's that, too. That's interesting because we didn't really have an intuition about ourselves meeting, but we both sort of put out the call for the first time. Like, you know, when, we're, when I was, like, uh, yeah. younger, oh, God, help me. I'm in this tough spot. You know, mm -hmm. those kind of prayers. But there was one night that I, like, looked out. I was just, like, out of a movie. Like, I opened up my blinds. I was in my parents' house. I looked out into the sky, and I said, God, at the time I was like praying and stuff, I'm ready to meet my soulmate. It wasn't like, oh, I, I, I really just want one. It was more like, it's time. I just knew it. Yeah. And then she did something quite similar. I and then did, like a week yeah. later, we met at, mm -hmm. uh, at an AA meeting, actually. We're not going to go too deeply into that, but that's where that's we awesome. met. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was kind of, it wasn't like an intuition, like you said, but it was more of like a intention. An intention and yeah. more of like, yeah. a, a, like a knowing in a sense. I guess yeah. I would have probably proceeded putting it out there in that way. So, exactly. Like you might not have actually perceived the sense of knowing that got you to take that action. Right. Right. And that action's the memorable part because it was a physical kind of like thing that, you know, we remember those physical things. But yeah, like the, there was a nudge from yes. internally that say, mm -hmm. like, I'm ready. You heard the whisper, right? Yes. Like the yeah. whisper. And interesting that, that you guys met at an AA meeting. I don't know if this is exactly right, but my perception, I know from Miles and I, 
preceding our meeting was both for both of us was a period of of growth of commitment mm -hmm. to personal development commitment to becoming a better version of myself yeah. it got really into meditation really into studying spirituality and i now see that that was a required foundation for us to meet we both had to grow to this level so i think sometimes people are like why am i not meeting my soulmate i'm ready but you're not because you have to get yourself to this place where you're whole and then that other person can come in to help you grow further. So to go even farther on that, um, there's like three phases you can kind of go through in a relationship. There's, there's codependence, there's independence, and then there's interdependence. Mm. And the goal is to get to interdependence because that's when you're both creating something that's bigger than either one of you. You're supporting each other and creating this next level. But a lot of people get stuck in codependence. Like that person makes me feel this way, so they need mm -hmm. to be around for me to feel this way. But we both found our own paths to independence first. And you have to go through codependence to independence before you can get to like an interdependent relationship. Mm -hmm. And so we both, and it actually came through some challenges in life um, separately before we met, the, the meditations, the, the reading the books, the taking the time to really go in and like, what's life about? How does energy work? Who am I? What am I here for? Um, and out of that, we got to that independent level. And then when we met, it was able to kind of catalyst to the next level beyond because we had kind of moved through that like codependence that yeah. some of my yeah. earlier relationships were like, you make me feel this way. Therefore, I expect the danger mm -hmm. zone, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we yeah. attract relationships through resonance. Mm -hmm. So if you're not if you're not in a place where you're able to love yourself and appreciate yourself and be happy with yourself, yes. then you're going to attract an op you're going to attract that. You're going to attract someone who doesn't appreciate you and and that. So really bringing yourself to as healed and high vibrational and loving place you can. Self-love. That's how you align with your true soulmate who's really going to be that supportive divine counterpart for growth and being of service together and joy and abundance and all the beautiful things that can can manifest. Yeah, that's so that's so um, crucial. In fact, I have other YouTube videos, right, where it's more like how to meet your soulmate. And that's always like my primary focus. You have to work on yourself first. And yeah. just as you guys had very similar story as we're discovering here was <laughs> with us, both of us, you know, we, we had addictions and alcoholism and all that kind of stuff. And then prior to meeting her, I spent about 18 months at a rehab facility like a, like a halfway home. But during that time is when I started to kind of get my butt in gear. I started meditating and, and waking up every morning and read and, and like uh, journaling and working on myself and, and working through my issues. And she did the exact same yeah. thing in her own At the same time. <laughs> reality in life. And then once we had gotten to that point of, uh, you know, a sufficient level of self growth, it happened. So that's so yeah. huge. A lot yeah. of people, they long for their soulmate out of a place of, you know, just having gotten out of a tough relationship. And I can understand that and sympathize, but it really will come down to resonance, as you said. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. counterintuitive. We want to look in the external. How do I meet that person? Mm -hmm. But really yeah. <laughs> looking internal and then you just attract that person. Yeah. And it just happens. Once it's, once you're ready there, it, it just kind of happens. You right. Know? Yeah. So this all sounds good and well. <laughs> But here was, here's the thing that was surprising to me. You know, our relationship was, uh, you know, very exciting. And in the beginning, it was almost like it was we had to almost like put the brakes on because we just fell for each other so quickly. Um, one second, folks. We're adjusting the video <laughs> version for you audio folks there. That's fine. I can cut it up. Um, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, you know, once we met, after, like, the passion wore off, then the growth began. And Patty and I went What are you talking about? They're, the passion's still here. It was 80% yeah. 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 20% meat. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, there was, so, it was like, it, I think a lot of people, and they, they get into <clears throat> contact with their soulmate, and, and then the, you know, the magic sort of wears off. They're not getting all those synchronicities mm. and, like, seeing the auras and everything. And then the real work begins. It can be, it can kind of take you off guard. Because, like, as Melanie was sort of insinuating earlier, like, the souls come together not just to have a great life together, which is part of it, but also for growth and to to kind of, like, accelerate one another's spiritual and, and, and emotional growth. And that happened to us a lot. And it was not, it was not always easy. Um, there were some really... Uh, there was a time she actually punched me in the oh, face. Oh, you know what? Can we stop? <laughs> we won't, like, we won't go that, into that deeply. Like, but, old uh, news. Just but just to kind of give <laughs> an example. Um, well, even, even the idea be. of growth, though, right? Like you were a fitness instructor at one point. Mm-hmm. Like to grow muscles, right? You have to stress them intensely, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Like growth comes as a byproduct from stress. Nothing at static in its comfort zone is ever going to grow. Right. Like we grow because we're, we're forced into something new. And, you know, you bring two very, very strong spiritual beings together in one 3D house, right? Yes. That, that just, and it's all of a sudden, like there's this whole learning curve of like, how do we do this 3D world? Plus, like we all have to play the money game. Like the money game kind of is annoying, right? But like in the 3D world, we can't ignore the money game. There's a lot of spiritual people who try to completely ignore it and they cause 10 times the problems for themselves, right? No credit, they're not filing taxes. Like it's just a slippery slope to like, then there's the people who err too far on the other side and they spend, you know, 17 hours a day and they commute and they never see each other and the the relationship will suffer there. So it's it's like through all of that, like how do you create enough but find a balance and and then kind of like support the other in their unique mission but yet kind of a a unique uh, co-mission emerges uh, from the couple itself. Mm -hmm. And, And so there's just, there's so many moving variables and you go from this point of like, I was living by myself and, and I was deep in study most of the time. And I, I had a lot of quiet and a lot of silence around. And then all of a sudden we moved in together and it was like, there's this new level of everything together. And it's just, there's that, that kind of like integration phase even, mm-hmm. um, not to mention just learning how to, um, share one's life with, with another human. Yeah. yeah. Sharing yeah. space with another strong person. humans, is, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then two two strong high frequency beings that you attract your soulmate or twin flame in order to trigger that growth and soul journey and evolution. And a part of that is you recognize in the other, the aspects of yourself still in need of healing. And so I think that's a a huge dynamic of recognition. And then the other side of that would be if challenges or obstacles arise, recognizing that that is the opportunity for growth and not taking things personally, but rather recognizing the learning and integrating the lesson in in order to grow. So in that, I guess what I'm trying to get at is there are these like challenges or points of friction that are these massive opportunities to level up Mm -hmm. if you don't fall into the trap of like getting pulled into them and spiraled down in them, Mm -hmm. rather like growing through them. Yes, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, with the awareness that there's a lot of growth potential. It can really help, like you said, see the lessons that are just like, you know, the other person can very easily trigger up within the individual, you know, stuff they have to work on. But rather than getting, like you said, caught up in like maybe the chaos 
of it, you can recognize it as a growth opportunity. And when you have that real positive mindset, I'm always talking about this, then you can you can really just create something beautiful out of it. So do you want to touch on anything, love? And I want to say I'm sorry for bringing up the whole fight. I'm <laughs> upset you. I shouldn't have done that. Right? I'm, yeah. I'm putting my money on the fact that you deserved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, if that is, is accurate, but that's okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like you guys like said everything so perfectly. I don't feel like I have anything to add. I don't know. Well, what, one thing that popped into my mind is that just along the lines that we're we're growth catalysts for each other, and so there still are times where where we challenge each other. Mm -hmm. There's some some friction that arises or tension, and just really recognizing that we are catalysts for growth. So not taking it personally, and find the ways that you and your soulmate or twin flame can return to equilibrium. So. For us, it's we meditate together, we go on hikes in nature. So if we notice, I'm feeling we're feeling challenged in our relationship, there's something that's coming up to be addressed. It's like, okay, let's go for a hike, let's go for a walk, let's do a meditation. And then from that clear space, often the challenge completely dissolves. We've learned what yes. we needed yeah. to learn from it already. Other times then we're clear and centered and we're able to dive into it, address it and move on and get back to being in love and yeah. enjoying. <laughs> it's those habits, I think, really, truly. Um, having habits in, in your lifestyle that allow you the the freedom. So as she said, we go hiking a lot. And it's when we can sense, in, and oftentimes it's, it's she will sense in me that I'm I'm not kind of in my center, in my point. And it's like, why don't we go for a walk right now? And I often sense it within her. And I'm, I'm like, okay, there's something energetically a little off here. Like, let's go for a walk. And, and on the walks, we, we do a lot of masterminding. I mean, that kind of mm -hmm. idea of um, two minds when they come together actually create a third mind, a mastermind. And that was kind of coined by Napoleon Hill back in the 1920s. And it's the same idea as if you have two individual candles burning, when you put those two candle flames together, it creates a large flame neither of the flames is is dwindled by that but something new and larger emerges so kind of honoring that at all times and remembering that that's a part of what we've committed to is where is this going like we don't know exactly why we met or why we're on earth we, we have these ideas and we like to play with with thinking about it and trying to learn about it and and ultimately we don't necessarily know um, like we're all individual expressions of the one divine I am presence, right? You're the same thing that I am. We're all the same thing, mm -hmm. yet we're encountering each other in different ways and having this separate experience to, I don't know, fill in the blank, right? To, to yeah. learn more about ourselves. So consciousness is trying to become aware of consciousness through us. And it's, that's like another level of awareness. It's like anytime we're in our stuff together and like in, in the mud, throwing the mud and blah, blah, blah. Like you just get that next level awareness and perspective of it. And it's like, okay, there's this whole greater world. There's this greater thing coming and emerging. Where is this going? I don't know. Well, let's go walk and just see what happens. And um, in the middle of the day, meditations are huge. Yeah, I think for, oh, did you have? Well, I was just gonna, um say like touching on what you said like you guys go together but i'm someone that i really need to separate myself to like become like get my mind right so i can be aware like okay i feel triggered why do i feel triggered i need to f figure out where this is coming from and like digest that before i can like be with him because i'm i'm very reactive like naturally it's just I'm, I'm a fire sign, so I'm very fiery. So for me, like being with him, if he's triggering me is like the worst possible thing for us. So, um, it's just, I, I think know it's interesting. Thyself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's where it's, awareness is so yes, key. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And I would, I would say it's both. I, I like what you guys were saying about how it, in order to really be able to recognize these growth experiences and make good of them, at least for me and you, it takes like daily, a daily habit of tuning into ourselves, mm-hmm. which we do differently. I meditate, I do kundalini yoga, take cold showers. You have, you've been doing a lot of stuff with like the plant medicines and stuff and you have a daily routine in your yeah. own. Um, and that allows us to be like more meditative and objective throughout the day. So when there's something arising within a relationship, we can sort of see it as a potential lesson and growth opportunity. But also lastly, I would say that we do, we do what they do, the whole yeah. mastermind effect. We have always gone on walks and we've yeah. found the exact same thing we noticed we would just have like the best conversations and we'd always we'd always say it it's almost like our higher selves are communicating to one another on the walks Mm -hmm. yeah we'd be like we'd be like ah because when we lived in michigan it would be cold and we'd be like ah it's kind of cold i don't know if i want to go like "Ah, let's just go and then like 10 minutes after we're walking then we start like okay yeah and we We get get ideas and we start yeah yeah we would literally go in the dead of winter, we'd bundle up our little baby and we'd walk to the nearest like, <laughs> like the Starbucks in, in town. And it was just those walks. We those walks were so yeah. helpful. There's something magic in winter too. The crunch of the snow under your feet. Uh, yeah. There's like that extra quiet in the air and just yeah. that Christmas. Crisp air, yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. The, like the the veil is thin that time of year in some regards too. And um, yeah, that's really cool to hear. That's yeah, really cool yeah. I also, real quick, before we move on, I like what you guys said too, because it's, I, I know, I think a lot of us have the tendency to to look for the sailing off into the sunset sort of time in our life. And like you guys said, like there are still times of growth. It wasn't like six months after you met, it was hard, and now it's just this divine sort of bliss yeah. that there's continued growth. And me and her have been going through that a lot because like for the longest time, she was just doing the mom thing mm-hmm. and like sort of... That was her role, but now she's kind of branching out into her own sort of identity, finding her own purpose, and I'm kind of going out there and meeting new people, and it's just these new situations have triggered like insecurities and stuff about, you know, within us that's always been there, but more dormant because they weren't relevant to come to the surface. So my point is that there's still continued growth within our relationship too, but we've gotten used to seeing the lesson and everything. And, and it's not that we're grateful yeah. in the moment of the stress, but yeah. you, it's there's always good that comes out of it. Yeah, it's all perfect. It all happens. It, everything, everything that needs to be released happens exactly when it's supposed to be released. So it's, it's yeah. all just perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of trust. <laughs> yeah. A lot of trust. Just, just knowing trust. once you get it, that knowing of, of this is going somewhere and, and we'll get through this and, and what, what we don't know where this is going, but we're committed to yes, exactly. where this is going to mm-hmm. see what it's going to do. And yeah. I think life in general is a, this ever old, ever unfolding opportunity to grow. So keeping that in mind that those challenges are the opportunity to grow and that's the goal. It's not about staying the same in this current level where things are easy we might step into periods of momentary challenge, but then those challenges open up new horizons and new areas of life that are so magical that would never have come about had we not like grown together to overcome that hill and yes. reach the new horizon. I think media has programmed, um, I mean, so like they call it programming, right? Television yeah. shows yeah. are <laughs> programming, right? So I, I really do think that media has built a false perception, yes. and a false reality around what it's supposed to be like. I don't think that this human experience is meant to be easy and 
like I mean, there's fun and there's joy for there's love, there's amazing emotions in it, but they are all there's contrast. We live in a universe of duality of there's light, there's dark, there's up, there's down, there's right there. Everything has duality to it. So it's mm -hmm. out of that. You look at um, Prince Siddhartha, who, you know, before he became the Buddha, like it came from that contrast of living in a perfect like wealth. And then he goes out to see the reality of the suffering around him. And it was like, ha, catalyst for change. Look at what Jesus Christ, look at any of the greats. I mean, all the way to Mahatma Gandhi and, and you know, Mother Teresa, like there, there's all sorts of contrast and it's almost a willingness to not avoid the challenges, but to look at them, to go into them, to, to go all in. Yeah. What is this? And, and then to be able to get, to do what you can and to, to be okay with it, but to do what you can to, to try to improve in, in little ways. I think it's, um, and that I think our media just messes with people's yeah. heads and literally right. has messed Definitely. with a lot of people and so they have unreasonable expectations before they start they hit the first challenge the second challenge like oh my gosh i thought twin flame i thought this was going to be like right. unicorns <laughs> and rainbows like where's my unicorn right and and ultimately like with the right perception on what it's going to take and what the potential is it all becomes worth it yeah and the ups and the downs and it's all yes. it's like cool this is this is going somewhere really i'm really excited to see where this goes yeah and like you were saying, there's the trust, but the trust comes from just over and over experiencing that. There, you know, a challenge, perseverance, growth. And yeah. then you get a moment where you're like in the sun and like, yeah, you, you get able to kind of integrate your lesson. The but Trump it's just this continual thing. Mm -hmm. And I used to always try to get to the last one where I thought I did all my work. Now I can be done. But it's once I've accepted, okay maybe that's tough to accept it was for me but that is how it is and now now it's uh I, I go through these learning cycles much more smoothly because i can see the value in all of them yeah, yeah. you know there's always a further at yeah. a new level of height there's then a new level of challenge but yeah. we're better equipped with tools to handle those challenges so even though they're bigger challenges we can hopefully glide through them more effortlessly but it is it is continued challenge but when you recognize that those challenges bring growth, then the blessings contained in all of those can be uncovered and well said. accessed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the, hit, the hidden blessings is not so much, oh, I did it, I accomplished it. It's more like I'm actually handling this well. You get to experience your own progress. And even though you're in the, in the dirt and in the mud, it's like you, you surprise yourself. Wow, I'm look how I'm handling this situation. I didn't throw any mud this time. I just sat here in the mud and was like, oh, look at all this mud around me. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm running in the mud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, making mud angels. Yeah. yeah. Mud yeah. pies. Yeah. That's how we roll. Angels, angels. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, number three. We went off on kind of a very necessary tangent there because <laughs> we all get together and we want to like help you guys and we sort of gave you our life advice in essence yeah. <laughs> beyond the scope of relationships and I think that was there's more value in that than just talking about twin flames. I'm glad we did that. Um, and sort of in alignment with what we were saying through those maybe initial challenges and maybe even continuing challenges within a soulmate or twin flame relationship, there's something that forms, there's a very deep worthwhile bond that forms that is priceless and I, I i'm going to cite this book i read i believe it's called like the science of happiness and it talks about the difference between compassionate love and passionate love a lot of times people meet and they're just passionate oh my goodness but then it's like a spike 
And then it, it sort of like comes right down. And that's where people feel like, oh, is this person for me? Or the challenges start to begin. But through time, through going through what we are all just discussing, there's this so slow, steady incline and growth of compassionate love, that deeper love that can weather through the storms. And eventually that will supersede whatever passionate love you had. And that's like what you get to cultivate with the relationships. At the end of it, you know, we're not perfect. We still are growing, but we have a very deep love and connection and bond that uh, was the result of, you know, going through all these life lessons and sort of relating with them in a positive way as we were all just sort of, um, you know, suggesting. That was Would awesome, you say, dude. was there some good that came out of the chaos? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I was just listening. <laughs> She's just yeah. in love. She was in I know, I'm just so <laughs> in love. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm, and like thinking back on like before we met, you know, like we just, I, we wouldn't have connected in the same way, Mm -hmm. you know? So we had to obviously do the work before and then doing the work now, like you're doing work on your own. So therefore I have to do work if we're going to still be at the same level, you know, Mm -hmm. even if we're not at the same level, it's like, you know, you go up, I go up, you go up, I go up. Yeah, and that's just how it works. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yes, exactly. We carry each other. I like that. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, at the end of the day, you have a really awesome relationship, Mm -hmm. right? I think I think that's a great point, and I don't normally quote the Bible too much, but there's actually a Bible verse that talks about how important it is for two partners to be equally yoked, which refers Mm. to like two oxen pulling a carriage. If one oxen is way stronger than the other, the carriage is going to get thrown off balance and throw people over the edge. So it is about that like growing together. We've experienced that in our own way. And recently we've kind of at the beginning, we were very much into the same things. Now we've kind of like gone in different directions. But then because we're both growing, we're then able to teach each other what we're learning and, and reconnect in that way. And I totally agree about the relationship deepening over time. Again, it's like the societal programming is like right when you get married, that's the best it's ever going to be. But really, as you reconnect with each other and reconnect and grow over time, it reaches this new profoundly deeper level that's wonderful beautiful i really think there's you know as individuals we each have something we're perfectly equipped to do here on earth right i think every human being here on earth has something that they they came here to do that there's a soul mission and part of the the kind of earthly experience is to uncover what that is and and let it out to the world and see where that goes um but there's also the kind of twin flame side where the couple, the actual twin flame has a thing that the couple came here to do. So that's the whole kind of independence and interdependence idea working together. And when Melly and I got together first, we started her website, Ask-Angels in uh, 2009. And at that time, it was all consuming. Um, how do you install WordPress? How do we, how do we do anything? We had mm-hmm. no understanding of it. We were completely broke. We were working desk jobs that we just did not like that. We were fully on the 3D world and we were like, we need something beyond this. And I sensed immediately when Melanie went through channeling classes um, in Albuquerque and she just, she has a gift. Like there is something there. So I, at that phase in 09 through 2016, was 100% dedicating my life to helping her get those messages out to the world because I saw the impact that they could have on the world. And that was my role. But then in 2016, things started to shift and I continued to have this calling inside of me to start to share what I know because I'd learned all these little 
geeky, nerdy <laughs> things about how to make it work. Her site gets like 8 million visits per year at this point, and there's a lot wow. of things we did to get to that level. So in 2016, I started teaching that, and for a while it was like, well, do you just want to teach internet marketing that's so 3D? And it's like, well, I really want to help light workers get their messages out, and how do we target it to them, and all this mental chatter. And finally, one day, I just started putting out my content, and Sure enough, we get a ton of light workers. We're meeting really cool, in, interesting people like yourselves, right? And so now that's going somewhere else. But now we have like two businesses, right? Now my channel's exploding and, and it's taking all our time. And we've brought on teammates to help fill the gaps where I used to work back there. And so, so we're growing more. We're helping more people. We're being of more service in the world. It's taking more work and more time than ever before. We're creating new and bigger challenges than we've ever faced before. But yet it's going somewhere. Mm -hmm. it's, it's for a greater cause. It's not about us, right? It's, it's, it's for something. So that, that trust and just kind of continuing to go forward with it is, um, I don't know. And it's leading us somewhere. And, and like she said, there's, there's a little bit of a divergence and then we converge and we, we continue to, and on our mastermind talks, it, that's where it all comes together. And, um, just blissfully blazing forward to see, you know, where's this life going? Right. And what right. are we creating? I don't know. We have an idea of what we're going to create and we kind of, aim towards that and go and you get feedback along the path and adjust mm -hmm. as we go and yeah. all of a sudden we're in Vegas recording with you. <laughs> I know there's always surprises. This is how the path continues to appear and a lot of people I think are on the sidelines. They're, they're watching a lot of videos, they're listening, they're thinking about it, they want to create a better reality but they're not taking any action. And mm. if you want to you know, meet your soulmate, start meditating every day. Start, start, if you're living by yourself, Make place settings at your table for two. Journal about what your life is going to be like in three years with your soulmate. Take the time to start to paint the picture of what you at least want. Do any actions you can to start give some energy towards that direction. And then follow those little promptings. Learn how to quiet the, uh, the mental chatter, the ego voice, and, and learn how to hear the, the softer voice that's in your heart. Because that little heart voice, is, it might lead you to real estate school in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> Like, you know, and then all of a sudden I meet my soulmate there, right? And, right. and at the time I was like, why am I going to real estate school right now? Like, it's the weirdest thing, but I'm <laughs> supposed to go there because I was listening to that voice, following that path that was unfolding. And I think people want to see the path, but that's not how this game works. That's not how life works. Mm -hmm. We, this is a process of remembering. We, we see a step. Yes. We see that yeah, next absolutely. step. So go take that step. <laughs> And then you'll see a next step. Yes. Yeah. Go take that. And when I was hating my life because I had created $50,000 of student loan debt and all kinds of challenges for myself, the only thing that felt good was meditating. So I meditated for like three hours a day, morning, <laughs> noon, and night, an hour each. I was like, it was the only thing that felt good. When we met, it turned out Melanie was meditating for hours and hours a day too. Wow. Oh, how about that? What an interesting connection. And there's that point of connection that, um, like yeah. you said, you guys were doing your work in your own mm -hmm. ways. And when we learned that, it was like, oh, okay. Ah, I see what you're doing up there. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, lot of good stuff. Random there. tangent. No, no, <laughs> it's good it. because <laughs> your guys' core message is so in alignment with mine and it gives me validity, you know? <laughs> it's like good. It's good to my audience that I'd always listen to Victor hear other people saying like the same things in very similar ways as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I totally am on point with what you said. Um, one thing that's a couple of things, one of them that stuck out to me is how you said like there's kind of a there's kind of a, a not a paradox, but there's there's both where on one level you guys maintain your own, we maintain our own personal journeys, our own personal mission where I'm like the YouTube guy and she's pursuing shamanism, somewhat somewhat different. 
and uh, and equal. <laughs> but at the same time, because we're a couple, we're so connected. We just find ourselves doing these joint projects, like the podcast. Mm-hmm. We're doing retreats, and so there there's a nice healthy balance of both. It's not that we have to be, live separate lives, um, but we do need to maintain our own sovereignty and our own goals, mm-hmm. just to be. Oh, our own healthy, empowered versions of ourselves at the same time because we're yeah. together and we love each other. There's these joint projects. So it's this beautiful, uh, healthy balance of both. Yeah, yeah. the um, the Vesica Pisces is actually a sacred geometric symbol that perfectly describes what you were just mm. talking about. It's two concentric circles. And so there's two individual circles, but then the part where they overlap in the middle is the Vesica. So we each have our individual sovereignty our work our passions our focus and then we have what we do together and both are essential for that for staying on that track of growth and self-empowerment and self-realization as well as then the projects to make a difference in the world and raise the vibration of the planet (laughs) yeah yeah awesome and then one last thing I just wanted to kind of highlight an, an analogy to kind of go along with what you were saying like, like a step. yeah I think I everyone wants a map everyone wants like this road map um, um, and, and on one hand and one, one of the things is like you said there it's nice to have surprises it's, I think our mind thinks it wants the roadmap, but it's like it's more exciting and just fulfilling and, and you know um, thrilling to go through life kind of not knowing what to expect but as long as you keep following the intuition you know it's going to serve you and the whole it's going to be a benefit to you and the way to do it is exactly like miles said like i would always use the analogy like i, I imagine myself in a dark cave and all i have is a lantern and all i can see is that a next illuminated step i wish i could see where i'm going but i see the first step so i take that step and you move forward and then there's the next one and the next one and the next one. And they oftentimes don't lead in some sort of linear order where you would expect. But that's where the fun is. That's where the excitement is like the whole earth game. They will yeah. definitely lead you to a point where you're like, how the, what the, where <laughs> am I? Like, right. I did not see this. But on the other side of that is some version of that vision you had for yourself. Yes. And it's it's not a smooth, easy, fun task to get there. There's always that point of like, where did, how did that how did I manifest that, right? Yeah, like those yeah. types of things happen, but it's through perseverance. And I think Tony Robbins um, has a quote that um, as humans, we all need certainty in our life, but we also need uncertainty in our yeah, life. Yeah. At the same time, we need a little bit of both. And that's what this is, right? Is is that expression of like, yes, we want to see the map, but at the same time, you don't, like how boring would life be if you were given a map at seven years old and here's where you're going to go. And on at this date on your 87th birthday, you're going to die. And th- there's your map. You're going to look at it and be like, oh my God, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. I think we'd this all is- be like, well, what happens if I turn there? Burn the map. Like, turn that the map. 47 years old is not happening for me. I don't care what any, you know, like that's, yeah. that's the game. And I think one other thing is you listener, viewer, like you can create more than you think you can. Like yeah. you can have a larger impact on this earth and on this planet and on humanity and on whatever those little causes are. It could be animal rights activ- act, act, advocacy. Um, it could be uh, veganism. Whatever it is that you, is inside of you, you can have more of an impact than you actually realize. I think all of us here are seeing the impact we're having in the world, and it kind of it's mind-boggling. It's like wow, like that came from that one idea to like just share that first video. Yeah. Just, just do yeah. that first video, but it feels awkward. It feels terrible. It feels ugh. like do record that first podcast, but I don't know what I'm, it's going to sound good. We did it, but do it anyways. And then you do the second one. And all of a sudden you start to get the feedback and the people saying, thank you. And, and you're helping people change their lives. And, and that path can lead you somewhere that is greater than what you can imagine for yourself today. So it's, it's worth 
persevering, I think. Yeah. It's worth going for. Yeah. Right, and, and setting the intention. So whether it's to create something magical in your life, like, like a business, what Miles talks about, or even if it's to manifest your soulmate in twi- twin flame, set the intention and then listen to your inner guidance and trust and keep stay- taking steps, not fully focused on that end outcome. Because when you find the bridge between intention and then allowing, the universe can line things up for you in a way that's so much more magical than you even expect. And that can only come about one step at a time. Yeah, it is kind of a subtle dance of, and that's where we kind of compliment each other. Because I'm good at the intention, mm-hmm. and I know I want to go, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to rest until <laughs> I get there. And she's really good at allowing. But now she's trying to get her own purpose thing yeah. going. I'm like, listen, honey, let's set some goals. Let's pick a date, pick a I deadline. And, and But then she'll see me bugging out over this retreat launch and be like, Victor, allow, chill out, buddy. Just relax. You know, so it's like, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not just, a lot of people, yeah, yeah. A lot of people want like one or the other. Is it intention? Is it allowance? What? Are, it's both. It's yeah. both. Yeah. You got to use your own mastery and discernment. But Duality. The, the, yeah, the, yes. better you, the better, the more, the more steps you take. The, the better you get at knowing what to do when, but it is, it's always a, a kind of a fine balance. And I think that you get to a point in life where you start to seek out the comfort zone, right? Growth happens at the end of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. If you're not, yeah. fe- if you're, if you're just comfortable and you're not feeling any discomfort, you're not growing. And right. if you're not growing, you're probably not in alignment with your soul contract and everybody listening, watching wants to have that. So you get to a point where you get in outside of your comfort zone. You do something you've never done before. It didn't kill me. Oh, I made my YouTube video and I didn't die. Okay, cool, right? And then um, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but then you get to the point where you start to seek out those opportunities to be outside of your comfort zone. And you almost, I don't want to say get addicted to it because that's not it, but we just realize that like growth is why I'm here. The comfort zone is that feedback mechanism that says I'm about to grow. Cool. How can I go push my comfort zone? You know, yeah. we go yeah, to you events. see the importance of that. Yeah, exactly. And, and instead of like, oh my gosh, I've been pretty complacent for three months. I haven't done anything that's that's pushed me. I haven't done anything that's brought that the the butterflies in the stomach. I need to push myself. Like I need yeah. to get. I need to go do something else. I need to go find a stage to speak on or something. Do something new to try to kind of like catalyst. Yeah, yeah and I think the the spiritual relationship, the soulmate relationship, is that safe container for each person to grow. It's that person who's like, yeah. Yeah, do it. Go get it, it. Get outside of your comfort zone. 100%. Go for it. Yeah, you might fall on your face, but we'll you could get out. back up. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. And I'll still love you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's it's a it's a blessing to have the support of a, of a partner in those yeah. moments because that they really can come to your aid and kind of have your back when you uh, really need them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's good to have a partner who will call you out on your bullshit when you need it too. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that's the other side of being a, um, you know, it's not all unicorns and rainbows. Keep it and honest. Keep it yeah. honest. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's a big part of the game. Yeah, that's funny because we're like that. In fact, mm. we, would, we, we sometimes make people uncomfortable because we're just getting these fights in front of them because neither of us ever sugarcoat anything oh. with, with each other. <laughs> yeah. And we just hash it out in the moment at all times and it's just this perfect yeah. like, mutual, mutual, like there's no dominant individual in the relationship. No. We're, just, we're both sort of hard-headed in a sense, but it's good. Um, it's, it's good that well, she doesn't just sort of like placate me and that she does call me out on my yeah. stuff. And I will, to her, and sometimes walk away like, oh, she's right. You know, and be upset about it. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. It's just another, another, another layer of this accelerated individual growth that results from the relationship. Right, and part of it is just because... Um, the way the reason that we do that is like 
if something bothers me or bothers him, we get to it right away. We don't like sit on it. We don't sleep on it. Like we maybe like one or two times have we ever gone to bed, like actually mad at each other and like woke up mad and like, you know, stayed that way for, I mean that twice, literally probably, you know, like we just don't do that. So sometimes people don't know you that found your right way away. to work yeah. through those things and, yeah. and yeah. it's not for everybody but it works for you guys yeah. and yes that's yes. that's the key right mm-hmm. is just find what works yeah right right yeah so at the end of the day with all of this <laughs> that we've said which is way more than i anticipated but i'm again it's i think what we got it's out there beautiful. was really gold Perfect, really yeah. like the heart of spirituality and growth and all that in life um when it comes at least in my opinion to the idea of like a soulmate and a twin flame those are literally just pale surface level, maybe not even all that accurate labels to the experience of the relationship itself. Yeah. So personally, I don't care if there is a psychic that someone said, you're not soulmates actually, you're just blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's it. Or you're twin flames. <laughs> no, you're not twin Sorry. flames. It doesn't matter because what's real is the relationship. So that's like yeah. the main thing. I've seen so many people um, invalidate current relationships because they don't fit the... 10-point checklist of the mm-hmm. recent Twin Flame blog article they read. And I've heard people that will put up with really horrible relationships because they think it's their Twin Flame or their soulmate. And really, it's just about the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You want to find someone who... It's got to be a, someone who's going to be good for you, obviously. If you're in a like very toxic relationship... I'm sorry, but I love you, honey. But if you were very toxic got for too me, toxic for you, it'd work. be over, you know, like, but that's, that comes from the growth that happens before you meet your, your counterpart. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a twin flame soulmate, it's your counterpart in life and you're on this life journey together. And then that's where you're kind of going. <laughs> I don't yeah. Absolutely. Ultimately, every relationship is an opportunity to grow. And I, I totally agree with what Victor was saying that in the spiritual community, there's so much confusion even. One person defines twin flame as this, and someone defines it as something mm-hmm. totally different. And ultimately, it's about are you being true to yourself? Are you in your true authenticity? And then connecting with your partner in a relationship in an authentic way, in a way that you're both growing and learning from each other and and making a difference in the world and returning to love. That's so much more important than, oh, this psychic said we're soulmates. So, yeah. <laughs> so it must be true. Like that, that external validation isn't what in, what's important. It's the true experience. And in that, the relationship with the person who checks you out at the grocery store, like that could be an opportunity for growth. Sure, they might, mm-hmm. might not be a soulmate, but they're another human being on this journey through life and with awareness all those experiences and encounters can be either opportunities to serve to smile at someone to shine love to shine light or to grow and to create transformation ultimately we're all kind of like individual expressions of the one life force energy right we can put a lot of labels on it we don't know what's going on in this world like i love quantum physics because the moment you get into quantum physics it's like the smartest people in the world have no clue what's going on anymore and it's just we don't actually know what's going on we think this is solid we think we get it we've got really fancy technology in our pockets we think we understand it but at the at the end of the day we don't and i think that we're all here to create and if you find someone who has overlapping values and you get excited to go co-create a beautiful life with them 
go for it. Yeah. Don't ask anybody what they think about it. Don't just go run, see what you can create in this world. Cause I think that's ultimately what it's about. Um, man, we just, people are trying to define the unexplainable mm -hmm. and we call it this, we call it that as an internet marketer, I understand all of the tactics people use to create content, to drive traffic for buzzwords and, and clickbait titles and stuff. So there's all this going on. Your attention is spread more thin than ever. Who have you found that you want to go create a cool life with? Like go create a cool life with them and just let it be where it goes. Every soul is on a separate journey for a separate reason. And ultimately I think that that's leading you somewhere. And my soul journey in this life is based on all kinds of other factors. And I'm at a certain phase in the game and Melanie's at a different phase and we're all at different phases of the game. And, and to compare oneself or one's relationship with someone else's is just doing everyone a disservice. Um, just go create some love, some light, some fun, some happiness in the world and see where it leads you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So I guess maybe we'll leave off with, cause I know a lot of people listening probably are looking for their soulmate or, or that one, that awesome relationship that they believe that, you know, is possible for them. So what would you guys mind just each giving a real quick little like piece of advice for people in that situation? What would you tell them? We'll start with you, love. Oh, perfect. Why can't we start with you so that I can I, get Okay. Some Fair enough. I'll go first. I always, I always, based on my experience, like being a YouTuber, people reach out a lot of times like, Victor, what like meditation should I do to meet my soulmate? Or what should I, you know, I hear a lot of people doing sort of like passive techniques. And I think that's important. Like you guys said, meditate, work on yourself. That's huge. But another part of it is really like going out there and stepping outside of your comfort zone. I'll say, are you going out to meet people? Are you like going anywhere? Are you trying literally in a practical <clears throat> level? So I'd say if you really want to find your soulmate, like be like my author, very proactive and don't uh it, it usually will come it sort of it'll be kind of a happening like for all of us as you heard it just sort of happened but that was the result of a lot of action taking prior so mm. that'd be that'd be my tip yeah i would say also um be clear with what you want out of a partner and and um don't accept anything less you know don't settle because if you're settling then you're never going to find the person that will fulfill you completely so yeah that's important yeah. to not settle a lot of people yeah. do that i yeah. in fact i made like before i we met i made like a list of all these little things and <clears throat> you know to like a like a vision board sort of for like my soulmate and you know he's got all the things that were on there in that are important you know yeah everything yeah, else is specific. up in flex yeah yeah that's awesome. And I, you guys both mentioned earlier how before you met, you set the intention and threw it out to the universe. And that's something I absolutely did as well. Before we met, I had learned about uh, the concept of a twin flame and I put it out to the universe sincerely with a clear intent, with energy behind it, with mm -hmm. emotion, like really allowing myself to want it and put out there, I'm attracting my twin flame. And then, so set the intention, but then let go of it. So yeah. you've set it, then trust that the universe is conspiring with you, your angels, your guides, life is conspiring with you. So then what can you do? You can't force that person to align in your life, but you can bring yourself into alignment with it by bringing yourself into alignment with your authenticity. What are you passionate about? What are you excited about? Become the best version of you because that's who your soulmate wants to be with, not a doubting, limited belief version of you. It's your, your highest truth. Come into as much resonance with that as you can. And when you do that, not only are you going to be in a place where it's 
less important for your soulmate to appear because you're fulfilled because you're enjoying your life. But that joy, that love, that resonance brings them right into place in a magical way, some way that you probably wouldn't expect, but but they appear. Yeah. Like real estate school in, Albu- in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> like I grew up in San Francisco. Like how did I even end up in Albuquerque? I don't even know. Um, I think that's a brilliant idea. And just to go even more tactical on the idea of going out and about, like meetup.com has so many interesting meetup groups yeah. where people like there's hiking groups. There's you probably, if you're into rock hounding and crystals, go to your local like rock hounds group, look for your local gem and mineral society. They do field trips out where they go digging up cool crystals from cool spots, right? Like those are the types of things like don't go do the, don't go, don't go to like Tinder. Don't go to the, oh, the speed dating things. Don't go try to force it. Try to go do things that you think would be fun. That's how you bump into people who have that level of resonance, mm-hmm. that, that kind of overlap. And, um, I just think that ultimately belief that it's possible that like you can, like I doubted it for a very long time. I had a string of very, very challenging relationships and I really, truly doubted if I was ever going to find the one for me. Um, and it, it somehow worked for me. One last tip is, um, I call it the, the perfect day exercise. Um, write out what your perfect day looks like and do this regularly and start from the moment you wake up. What do you do? Do you walk down? Do you have a cup of coffee? Are they there with you? Write out what your perfect day looks like. Do you have breakfast with them? Then you both go to work and do you go back home for dinner and go for walks in the neighborhood? Really get specific about the things you would do in a perfect day, having that perfect relationship there. And then go do other things, let it be, set the intention, quantum physics, right? We, we focus on the particle and the particle is in place and then we let it be and it goes back to the wavelength of infinite possibilities. That's when you're at the meetup groups, that's when you're at the rock counting groups, it becomes a wavelength of like infinite possibilities and that's when it can just pop into your reality from there. Uh, I think right, it's once magic. you set your intention, then trust that you're guided in those little nudges that drive home the other way or walk around the block or you know what, go to that yoga class on the other side of town act on those little nudges because that's that's where the the magic can come you're in. trying like you are being led like you are they're trying to guide you but the the apps on your cell phone all the notifications the emails the the crazy life we live in the traffic the stresses the mental chatter all of that is distracting us from hearing the guidance so get that get to where you can hear that little bit of guidance those little nudges that take this way oh go into the coffee shop today go sit down and read a book there don't read at your house go go to the get a pot of tea at your local tea house and read there. Like you never know where that's leading you. And it might lead you to a new friend that leads you to a friend that leads you to a friend that leads you to that. You never know. You just mm-hmm. got to follow that path. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I think if people were to do all that, they would, they would meet their soulmate because sure. all of that, um, is very effective that we've seen in our own life. Just the manifestation process in a nutshell works the way I think we've all sort of shared and that's good advice and you have a ton of fun in the interim yeah right? you're having a sure. good time in the interim because you're doing stuff you like you're out mm-hmm. meeting new people yeah, you're out yeah. in the comfort exactly. zone you're growing as a human like so it's it's all just it's all to the win yeah yeah, yeah. perfect cool well listen you guys thank you so much <laughs> for coming yeah. it was kind of yeah, last fun. minute they were in vegas and i i said hey why don't you guys come on the podcast and they agreed to it i know they got stuff going on they're kind of busy um, so Miles, where can people find you if they want? Cause a lot of people that do watch me, they're very interested in doing what I do. You know, uh, you know, getting them an online presence and making a career out of that. And that's what you're like. A re- I was watching your video before we even met. I was like taking notes. He puts out a lot of very helpful information. So where can people find you? Yeah, I mean, you can just search for Miles Beckler. I'm the only Miles Beckler. I put most of my content on YouTube, um, okay. and the channel's name is Miles Beckler. Um, but one one 
kind of word of caution, I have almost 450, 500 videos at this point that get really tactical. Uh, the trick is to create content and publish. So get what you need to get started, get on the path and, and just start publishing and just run with it. You'll be amazed at where it leads you. But um, produce, create more than you consume is the big key there. Yeah, I totally agree. Yes, yes. And Melanie, where can people find you? I know you have, you have the blog and then also a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, so I'm on YouTube here at Ask Angels. And then my blog is at ask-angels.com. So. Awesome. Thank you, you two. I appreciate yes, it again. Yeah, that thank was you. very fun. A great conversation. I'm, I'm really happy you guys came on. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yep. All right. All right, my friends. We're out. We'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> Peace.